Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with Randy Rocket Cody. It's Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with me, Randy Rocket Cody of TheMetalDen.com. It is August 22nd, 2021, Sunday. Hope everyone's doing good and having a uh, killer weekend, doing whatever you're doing, getting outside, hopefully having some uh, good times with friends and family. I've got some uh, ground to cover here before we get rocking with some music. A whole lot of different crazy news stories going on in the heavy metal world. Uh, Just all sorts of stuff that's been uh, happening. You can catch it at the MetalDen.com site. Uh, The most recent news, uh, Flotsam and Jetsam have canceled their San Francisco concert due to COVID-19. That was uh, scheduled for August 25th. So that's been scrapped because of the, uh, the ongoing crisis with the uh, pandemic. Ministry has put out a search and destroy music video. And that's a cover of the Stooges hit and features uh, guitarist Billy Morrison. The Abbott Brothers Vintage Tea is now available. So get your pull off that with a black tooth grin while rocking the Abbott Brothers Vintage Tea. The Rail Club Live owner needs $12,000 to keep his business open. Uh, Here in Fort Worth, where I live, uh, this uh, Chris Pallone, he does a really good job. And this is straight from my wife telling me this. She's really enjoyed the times she's been at that venue and her time spending time talking with Chris. So I wanted to make sure to get the word out for him. Uh, He's put up a live stream that you can check out on on the Metal Den site. Uh, We'll link you to it. That, you know, gives him a chance to talk about the whole situation, which he goes on for about a good 40 minutes or so. But he talks a lot about a lot of important issues. Uh, This is stuff that's facing any of these uh, club owners right now, trying to stay open during the COVID with all the different restrictions being put on. you know he's he's just he's trying to raise his twelve thousand just to keep the uh, the city office back. So definitely check it out. Uh, we've also got uh, Vince Neal performs at the Hippopotamus Swim Up Bar. No, this is not a joke. This actually did happen, and you can check out the video. Bulldozers debuted a new music video. They're from Italy. Speed Thrash. Uh, check them out. New songs called Heretic. Uh, Pantera's got the new Cowboys from Hell Road case collectible that you can now purchase. There's only 500 available in this limited edition collection. Um, Rita Haney, big news, big news, has ended Dimebag's endorsement deal with Dean Guitars. Yes. Yes, yes, that's huge news. It's just dropped. Uh, Rita Haney announced that uh, she's basically cutting ties with uh, Dean Guitar CEO. Uh, be, you know, based off the there's a lawsuit that's going on that she's she's um, that basically goes. It's being it's on on behalf of the estate of late Pantera guitarist Dimebag Daryl. Abbott, his, uh, and of course, everybody knows his brother, Vinnie Paul, who just recently passed away, who also played in Pantera and Damage Plan. Uh, so Rita Haney's um, gone ahead and, and ended that. Uh, there's going to, there's, I guess there's discussion of there's going to be 
some kind of a new guitar company for for Dimebag. If I've got that right, I, <clears throat> if I've got that right, um, I saw something float around that said Dimebag guitars. I'm not sure if that's what they're going to call it. I'm not, you know, I'm not quoting anybody on that. I just I forget where exactly I I heard about that, but uh, anyways, nonetheless, obviously she would. That would be the the next brilliant move to do would be to to launch something of his own, uh, you know, for for his own guitars, you know, his his own style of guitars, um, whatnot. I know Dimebag really did love to have a hand in in doing the designs and stuff, and so you know maybe she's got some stuff that that you know she's going to unload on everybody that's going to blow us all away. But uh, Rotting Christ is going to issue um, their EP, Der Perfect Trom, which will be available on vinyl. So check that all out. You'll get all those latest stories at the MetalDen.com site. Um, as well, RandyRocketCody.com. You can read all my latest reports. Uh, here in the podcast, you're going to hear a little bit of a uh, clip from my most recent interview on FM Rock Radio, WQEE 99.1 station with host Ryan O'Neill, discussing the Brandon Lee uh, murder conspiracy, uh, independent death investigation that, I, that I'm, I'm working on. And so that's pretty heavy stuff. If you haven't checked out already, make sure you go read all three parts. Uh, there'll be more coming on that. I will be back on the radio coming up here on the first Thursday of September. So that's the second. And we'll be discussing uh, the Titanic. And no, I'm not talking about Vince Neal. <laughs> um, no, the Titanic uh, ship that went down way, way back in the early 1900s. You know, they made the movie about it. Uh, I've been report, reporting on that as well. Uh, we've talked about it before. We had a really great show, I thought, before with Ryan and his Rise and uh, Shine morning show. So we're going to do it again. Uh, I've got some new details, really heavy stuff that's going to be something very interesting for just about anybody I think is going to want to read this. Um, it's definitely going to make you want to double, double think, uh, you know, think again or think twice about getting on a cruise ship. Uh, and I just hear so many horror stories about those people that, that go on those uh, those cruise liners, you know, and pay a ton of money and then just end up hating and regretting it. Um, I do want to report just before I get off here to jamming some music, some uh, kind of bummer news that I can personally say that, you know, I, I need to at least disclose. Uh, in terms of what's going on with the COVID around me. Uh, my wife had a couple different friends uh, that passed away like this past couple few days from from the COVID is, is what we're being told. So they were uh, in her late 40s, early 50s or whatnot. So rest in peace to those two. I was a man and a woman. I'll keep their names, uh, you know, off the grid, if you will, uh, that's that's really not what's important right now. What's important is for people to uh, take care of themselves out there, be smart, uh, you know, just use your best judgment when it comes to being clean and sanitary. And also, you know, I believe that people should be wearing the mask still. You know, there's nothing wrong with wearing the mask when you're out in public anyways. People, you know, are just coughing and spitting and you know, uh, getting getting stuff in your face. Why wouldn't you wear a mask? You know, that's my opinion. If you're in a big store, something like that, you know, where there's a lot of people, you know, that that just makes sense to me. Now, if you're somewhere where it's more isolated or whatnot, and you're in a park or an open space, where it's, you know you're not just being bombarded by people right in your face, then certainly you don't have to wear the mask. That's my opinion. But in the city, when you're close by everybody. You should be wearing a mask, but it's not, you know, certainly here, in, as far as the mandate goes here in Texas, that's the great thing that's going on here now in other parts of the country and other parts of the world, you know, New Zealand's getting put on, on, on lockdown right now. 
okay, because the cases have come up there. So, um, but Texas, you know, and then you've got you've got all these other areas in the in the U.S. that are still strictly enforcing, um, not just who they who they allow into the into the into their uh, state, but just the way that they're treating their their civilians. Every single state is different in the U.S. How they're doing this. Now with with Texas, that's the thing is that Go Governor Abbott has done a great job, I think, in standing his own ground, if, if you will, uh, to to not allow those things, those mandates, to go into place against the, the uh, citizens of being forced to have to wear a mask um, or these other types of infringements on your your liberties that they're trying to get away with so um the concerts and whatnot you know we've got like i said a lot of these bands are still in different parts of the country in the u.s they're canceling their shows and whatnot uh, these events are very not many people my wife has been going to some of these shows uh, and you know i'm not going to go around and be around people okay <laughs> I, I've lived to be 51 years of age. I, I want to see 52. Okay, so right now, to me, it just it doesn't make sense to be around a bunch of people. Now, my wife, that's that's her her prerogative. If she wants to do that, she's she's okay. She's not sick as long as she's careful. Um, she generally does wear a mask. Then that's that's cool. She's going out with a girlfriend to go see a show or something. You know, go have some drinks, whatever. But for me, I'm much more careful. That's just me. Um, obviously, as far as my wife, you know, being at other places in the city, I tell her, you know, that, you know, use your better judgment. Uh, places that get way, way too crowded, then you might want to not, not be a part of that scene, you know. Because when it gets too crowded, then, then you have to have too many people. And there's just, there's a, any chance that now the, it increases, something could happen in terms of, uh, something being spread so you should still use the safe distance you know six feet apart generally trying to sit away from each other um, if you know that both the people are that you know it's just a couple people or a few people and they've all you've all either been tested or uh, you know you got the vaccine you know then then it's probably going to be cool it's okay you know to be around each other uh, regularly and so that's just those are some of the things that I can tell you from what I'm seeing in terms of here in Texas how it's the best way to approach dealing with it it's not easy it's not something that's gonna go away anytime soon and so people just need to you know continue to learn to deal with it wherever you're at in this world because it's it's affecting everybody and hopefully this show, you know, this podcast is just a way for everybody kind of who's listening to it to get their mind off of the craziness, rock out to some killer heavy metal music, and uh, you'll hear a little bit, like I said, of my uh, my latest interview on the radio uh, discussing the Brandon Lee investigation. So very, very fascinating. I think a lot of great stuff was discussed and uh, have a lot more stuff that'll be coming up. I'll be excited to tell you about. But again, thanks very much to all the people who support what I'm doing. Spread the word out there. Uh, I see on the uh, Facebook groups that I post, I I mean, hundreds of different groups I, I belong to, but particularly to heavy metal uh, groups and the different ones that I, I post to. These are groups have anywhere 50,000, 100,000, all it could have all the way up to a million or more. So just different size groups, but all over the world. And it's awesome because I can post my uh, Metal Den stuff in there and even my own reports for RandyRocketCody.com in these groups and get all sorts of people checking it out. And that's really awesome because I think there's a lot of censorship going on against uh, me and other uh, outlets that are putting out the truth and challenging the, the, the system, you know, challenging this... Uh, rigged system that's going on that hopefully y'all have started waking up to that uh it's just it's not uh it's not what you thought it was it's not what what you were taught in school 
often. So that's what the matrix is all about. And that's what I'm here to help you understand. You can take the red pill or the blue pill. You know, it's, it's, it's as simple as that. So let's get uh, rocking with some music. And just remember, man, don't let them get you down. Keep your head up. Rock on.
Welcome back into the Rhino Radio Penitentiary. You are inside, locked up inmates. Stay with us, 28,000 plus of you worldwide on the shoutcast.com, World of Fridge Radio Network, worldwide and with our friends in Hawaii, as well as Earth Rock Radio on the Navajo Nation in New Mexico and all around the Navajo Nation. JC Sports Network says Andalusia, Alabama, WDWZ, WBRQ, LaGrange, Georgia, WZZ, and Lionsville, Alabama, and the home of the Walking Dead at WQE 99.1 FM, the key. And soon to be in England. Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into the Rhino Radio Morning and the Rhino Penitentiary. And to all my haters out there, I got this to say to you. Listen up, haters. This is what I have to say. All right, welcome back into the Rhino Penitentiary. Knucklehead, I apologize to you. said you didn't know anyone. You didn't say all of Florida. I apologize to you. I want to put that on the air, too. Apologize to you. Thanks for tuning in here, my friend. Uh, see, that's what real media does. When they say something wrong or misspeak, they tell the truth. Well, welcome back in. Our guest this morning, ladies and gentlemen, is the most dangerous, dangerous journalist in the business. The Metal Den was created by this legendary rock journalist on MySpace back in 2005, and he has launched the official .com for TMD. He also appears as a staff writer for MetalUnderground.com back in 2006. We have spoke with him many times on this show about the Titanic tragedy, Zodiac Killer, Jack the Ripper, rock legends and death such as Chris Cornell, Chester Pennington, Kurt Cobain, and more. Today we're going to talk about the death, the murder on the movie set, the Brandon Lee story. Please welcome the one and the only Randy, the Rocket Cody. Good morning, Randy. Hey, brother. Good morning. How's it going? I am doing fantastic, my brother. Glad to have you with us here on this True Crime Thursday. And before we dive into the the murder on the movie set, the Brandon Lee story, um, the biggest thing that's going on around the country, no, 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 I'm not talking politics. The biggest thing going around the world is the Olympics. And so many people have different forms of of liking the Olympics or ha- have a different opinions of the Olympics. Is there a certain event that you like? Uh, do you have family members that sit around and make hot wings and pizza and watch the Olympics? Or uh, is there any, any particular part of the Summer Olympics you enjoy the most? Uh, well, I've, I've been watching some of the skateboarding. Yeah! Yeah. So that's... that's Isn't that new this year? Yeah. The inaugural, inaugural version of the skateboarding, yeah. Yeah, so I've been yeah. watching watching some of that, and I saw some of the BMX riding, I think, that was going on. And yeah. uh, so I've, I've tried to check it out, you know, just being an American. And uh, every every year I've always I've always watched it in some form or another in terms of, uh, you, you know, track and field. I love that. And But, but you right. know, I'm really excited just to see the skateboarding in there. That's really cool. I am too. I'm glad to see the real skateboard and the BMX. I'm glad to see that we've got all all of our different uh, um, sports involved in Olympics, and it just shows you what country dominates what country. When it comes to baseball and basketball and stuff like that, us here we're getting the gold medals in America. Soccer, I mean the inaugural. I mean we got a silver medal for the skateboarding, but I think Japan took like. A gold, silver, and bronze medal. Yeah, so, right? <laughs> don't underestimate them. <clears throat> don't underestimate them. No, I mean, I guess skateboarding is a, is, a, is a big in that country. You can always tell, like with the soccer and some of the other events, the U.S. are not at the top there. They do, they're do they doing for the bronze. Uh, the gold is this weekend between two, you know, Canada showing soccer. And usually hockey is their best. Yeah. Sport. Yeah. So, yeah. So it is exciting to have it. So I'm glad to hear. Yeah. BM, I'm glad to see that we've got so many different. Oh, definitely. I mean, I grew up uh, skateboarding and uh, riding a BMX uh, mongoose thing weighed like 50 pounds. Uh, the frame probably itself weighed like 40. It was chrome molly, but it was the coolest, heaviest bike you know in the neighborhood and. Uh, I used to just love jump, going off jumps and uh, going to places where we could ride around in, in, in the dirt and, and whatnot. So I always grew up uh, doing it myself and, and had friends that were real good skateboarders. I grew up in Venice, California, Venice Beach area. So it's a real big skateboarding town. I mean, home of Dogtown and whatnot. So uh, 
yeah, I grew up around all that, and so just just to see it, you know, getting this kind of attention is uh, is pretty phenomenal, really. Definitely so, and surfing is another thing that was part of the event this year as well, and, and yeah. being out there, you're talking about Venice Beach. Yeah. Uh, that, that's one of the two things, three things, bikes, bike, bike, skateboards, and surfing right there on Venice Beach. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully, and hopefully uh, uh, you know, the, Folks start putting a little bit more pressure on, on the politicians there in Los Angeles County um, for the homeless problem that's going on there, and specific yeah. and specifically at Venice Beach, where they've got uh, just a massive problem right now with people uh, pitching tents that are, that are homeless and, uh, and and crowding that area. And they've had to actually shut down all the shops on the boardwalk for the first time in history. They've all been boarded yeah, up. Yeah, I, I saw that. I was keeping up with that, uh -huh. Randy. Um, I saw that that was unusual. Um, but we'll get into the true guy there in a minute, folks. So, uh, but yeah, uh, I saw that where there's a lot of homeless are out there and they're pitching tents, taking showers, and they're trying to force them off and find another place for them. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, it was all during the pandemic because the pandemic, a lot of people were losing their homes and stuff out there. I mean, it, it, it costs a lot more to live in California than it does to live in somewhere in the middle of nowhere, Alabama. Oh, yeah, or even here in Texas. I mean, Texas is exploding. It's the literally the fastest-growing uh, city in the country. Um, and uh, we're, we're, you know, we've got massive people coming from all over the, the, uh, the country moving here now. Um, but, yeah, I can tell you just the, the rent itself in Los Angeles compared to Texas is about three times as much. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I mean... California is beautiful to visit. It's great. Uh, and if you've got the money to live there, uh, go for it. But uh, other than that, I'd say stay on the on, on the line there, maybe if you want to be near California and live in Nevada. Because I lived in Nevada, and going across the line, it was like going from one country to another. I mean, it was cheaper to live in Nevada than anything. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Randy, let's jump into our true crime story this morning. The murder on the movie set is what I'm titling it, the Bruce Lee story. We know you, we've talked about this part one already, Randy. we got a part two, and of course, listeners can get out there and read your articles on your website, and we'll tell them where they can get that later on. But let's start off. You do believe Brandon was a victim of premeditated homicide, and that the director of the film... The Crow, where he, that was the movie, the murder of the movie set, was involved with the late actor Michael Massey in the assassination of Brandon as part of a sacrificial ceremony that was carried out by the Freemasons Secret Society. That's a lot to say. Can you tell us more, that, can you tell us your evidence on how you have, all the evidence you have that supports this theory? Absolutely. Get that out. Absolutely. Um... Well, um, again, it's just a, a complete honor to, to be working on this case. Uh, this is the, uh, the third report has posted today at my site, randyrocketcody.com. And um, it's a whopper. Uh, there's a lot in there. And uh, if you haven't read the first uh, two parts, I urge you to go back and read those and then, and then read the third part. I provide the links in the third article to get you to those. So that if you want to go take a quick spin and, and read those, you can. Uh, but ultimately, what what has uh, has developed in this uh, case um, is is starting to, to get pretty interesting. As I was explaining to you at the start of uh, of, of our discussion here, uh, when I came on, um, there's a guy there's a guy that uh, a, a DA now that it was is the center of the case because he was the guy who made the decision and determined um, whether or not there was foul play or if it was an accidental, uh, you know, like a uh, negligence type of type of deal. And he, he chose to go with the latter. Uh, but this this district attorney um, who goes by the name of um, Ed Spivey, uh, he right. he was um, he was ousted, literally removed from his job several just a, several years later. Um, for and this is this is all I, I put it all in the article so that you can see all the the legal write up on it and how this was um, how this was handled. But he was actually removed from his position for using the N word 
multiple times against an African American in a bar. So uh, we've got um, a big time racist, okay, who who is who's who's now been he's been he's been the light has been shown on him. Now we know what he was really about, and so that brings in racial bias into the Bruce Bruce Lee brand, uh, brand the Brandon Lee uh, situation. Now we say Bruce Lee with it because of course everyone Brandon Lee is, is the son of the most legendary martial artist of all time and yeah. who is singularly responsible for uh, the influence that was needed to start uh, what we know as the UFC today, mixed martial arts and all that stuff, Bellator, all that right. stuff. He was the precursor for all of that. Uh, Bruce, Bruce Lee uh, himself um, died a very strange, mysterious, tragic death at a young age, uh, similar to, to his son, uh, while he was working on a movie called Game of Death. And what people need to understand is that at the same time that he was doing Game of Death, um, he had he had other stuff going on, and he was um, he was doing another movie that that people people might remember. Um, I mean, this guy is just one of the, the all-time legends of martial arts. But Enter the Dragon was the big Hollywood production that he got put onto by Warner Brothers at the same time. Yep. So he wasn't actually able to finish. wasn't able to finish filming Game of Death because uh, he died during the production of Enter the Dragon. And hey. it was said that he died from a cerebral edema. Um, but I believe there's something much more far sinister going on, even in his case. Um, what people need to understand is, and I've talked about per satanic predictive programming before, the Freemasons right. will use. And um, what you'll notice is that in the um, in the actual uh, Game of Death uh, movie, um, Bruce Lee's character is an actor. So while filming a scene in the, in the movie, within the movie, prop guns are replaced with real guns. And Bruce Lee's character is shot and killed in the movie. Um, I mean, that's right there. That's that starts to, to lay the groundwork for what I'm talking about, for there being uh, a, a, a much larger conspiracy at work here. It's definitely a strange connection to his character being shot in a movie with a real gun to his son, who was starring on a movie many years later and which was shot by a real bullet. Yes, because that's what people the the the, the mis um, misunderstanding that people have with the story is that because of what's been reported by the mainstream press is that that Brandon was hit by a, um, a blank and right. and the Hollywood blanks there's different ways that you can do them but nonetheless there's still there's still a chance for a fragment um, to you know to come out and and and, and hit you. But what he was hit with uh, was an actual 44 caliber bullet. They actually pulled that out of him. That, 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 that seems to be strange. And, and I think most people agree, especially on the Brandon Lee story here, and most people agree that Brandon Lee was murdered. There, there's no big surprise to them that it, that, that it was covered up. And to, to most people out here, they're even they're going to be reading your article, they're going to say, that when they're going into this article, they're going to be like, yeah, I already feel this way. And now, before going to the break, can you give more in-depth for us on the ritual, ritual sacrifice aspect of your theory in detail, what you believe really happened when Brandon Lee died? Well, um, I can tell you, you know, there, there's going to be future, uh, more future reports on this because, I mean, this is just, this is like, you know, this gets into the Chris Cornell, Chester Bennington, yeah. you know, area of there's a, there's a whole lot of, of meat on the bone and it's going to take a lot. You know, I've, I've written over on just Chris Cornell over 200 uh, reports that were three-parters, every one of them. So that's 600 articles uh, in four years um, just on Chris. So uh, there, there's going to be a lot more of these that come out that are going to help people understand that that very uh, thing that you're asking, because it's very the paranormal and the occult. Once you get into Satanism and once you get into uh, satanic ritual murder, 
uh, it's it's it opens up a whole world of things that you need to look at, including like I've talked about the time that the murder took place or the shooting took place, uh, which yeah. is after midnight uh, is when it took place with Brandon. And so anytime typically after midnight, between midnight and uh, three in the morning, that's called the witching hour. And and that that's uh, all very specific for uh, satanic ritual uh, and how, how it's to be uh, carried out. Um, but ultimately, I, I believe that, that the guy, that uh, the actor that had the gun, Michael Massey, who supposedly is, is uh, as the story goes, was not supposed to shoot a gun in the scene and was not, um, you know, was, was just as shocked as everybody else when, when, when Brandon slumped down and never got back up, you know, during the scene after he shot him from about 15 to 20 feet away. Um, it's, it's, it's ludicrous. You cannot have a major Hollywood production, okay? That's why you have a script. That's why you have all this, uh, um, the stuff that's done, you know, uh, pre-production, you know, before, before you do a movie, before you go out and actually get on the set, everything, including insurance and all the stuff and the safety, all the aspect of the stuff that has to be, you have to have somebody handling the gun, a specific, uh, safety expert. There was no safety expert on the set that night. Right. I mean, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to dive more into Massey and his involvement and a lot more. As we're talking about the murder on the movie set, the Brandon Lee story. You guys stay with us more away as the Rhino Radio Penitentiary cruise is on here. Don't you dare move away from that radio dial. Also, within the hour, we're going to go. We're going to get a radio transmission from the stars with Gamma Ray. She's going to give us a look at our weather forecast here in just a few. But first, when we return. We've got more with Randy the Rocket Cody, the most dangerous journalist in the business, right here on the Rhino Radio Penitentiary. You guys, don't move away from that radio dial. Back in a moment. All right, we're at a break, my friend. All right.
Treat him like those guys who started the revolution in Russia. Execute him. Yeah, anybody follow the thing in Russia? Because I, I don't follow it because I can personally give a fucking shit. I don't care, I don't care about Russia. Why should I care about Russians? I hate Russians. They're scum. They want to be us, but they'll never be us. They're jealous of us. Well, they hate us because we are living their fucking dream. We're living the whole world's dream. We run this fucking planet now. We do. America runs the world. We have the food. That's right, we have the food. That's right, we have the weapons. We have the army. You gotta be nice to us or, you know, first of all, you go hungry. And then we kick your fucking ass. So it's not a good idea to piss us off. That's right, Russia is kissing our ass, they know. They're fucking, come on, they're Kurds. They're Kurds with fucking apartments. They're losers. They're losers! They got nothing. Yeah, they're dancing and singing out because they think they're free. Yeah, we're free, yeah. Yeah, when they get tired, they're gonna go, hey, hey, we're still out of work and there's nothing there. <laughs> Great, the government's changed, but we're still fucked. They are, they're fucked. But we helped them out. We helped them out. We said, what, what, you guys are hungry. Why didn't you say so? We give them one McDonald's. <laughs> I love our city. We're a crack-up, folks. We also crack the world up. The world laughs at us very much. In America, they're crazy bastards, aren't they? We gave you McDonald's. Shut the fuck up. Stop bitching. You have your own McDonald's now. Yeah, like they can afford it. They're paying 200 bucks for a loaf of bread over there. We give them McDonald's. Like a fucking Big Mac is like six grand in rubles by now. Jesus Christ. If I was over there, I'd have a pawn shop. Right next to that fucking McDonald's. Sam Kennison's pawn shop. The people's pawn dealer. That's right. I'd be out there going, those burgers smell good, don't they? Good smelling burgers. That's right. You bring me a car and a pink slip, I'll buy you a Happy Meal. Come on down! Come on down to Sam Kennison's The People's Pawn Shop. Turn in that jewelry you've been holding back. I know that was mom's favorite ring. Two carrots, all right. Filet of fish, no order fries. Thank you very much. Next. They're hungry. I hate to let go, but I got to eat. I must eat. Here's my ring. All right, good, good, good. good. Give him a junior burger, all right? Give him that, give him one of those McRibs that we have left over from that big fucking wave, huh? The McRib wave. That was a great idea, yeah. I like how McDonald's uses as guinea pigs. Hey, let's see if they'll eat shit on fucking bread, huh? The McShit sandwich, hey. We'll try it out in a few markets down south and we'll see if it'll work. Yeah, yeah Russians though, I never liked Russians. I haven't liked them since I was a little kid. Remember Khrushchev, remember that fucking bastard? I hated his ass, that's what started on him. He was the ugliest fucking asshole I've ever seen in my life. He was fucking scary, he was like a monster. I swear to God, he was. He was scary like a fucking monster. That big fucking head and uh, ugly fucking teeth. Fat ass, fucking bald, rusty bastard. Came over here with a shoe off, banging at the UN. We will bury you! We will bury America. We'll, we'll take America without a shot! Communism is the wave of the future! It's like, yeah, blowing out your dead, rusty ass. Yeah. Yeah, communism's the wave of the future. Here's the wave. Yeah, so long! Nice try! Here's the wave of the future! 30 years later, yeah, here's the wave. Alright, so... <laughs> Plus, he fucked with my favorite president. My favorite president! John F. Kennedy, my personal favorite president. The guy was hot. Charming guy, great guy, good president. Fucked Marilyn Monroe, president of the United States, and fucked Marilyn Monroe! What do you want?! Some people give him shit about that. Yeah, like, like you wouldn't have. Yeah, no, no, you'd have been too busy then there studying the fucking Bill of Rights and the Constitution. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't want a piece of Maryland. Not you. No, no, you're too patriotic. Yeah, fuck you. You'd have done her. You'd have been just like JFK. You'd have been there in the Oval Office, Maryland across the desk, your dick up her ass, looking out at the Washington Monument, going, you know, it doesn't get much better than this, does it? Huh? President of the United States. Russians to get their missiles out of Cuba in 12 hours? It doesn't get better than this! The man fucking lives! 
Yeah. She wouldn't have done it. You wouldn't have went for that. No, you wouldn't want to feel that. <laughs> Fuck you. You would have done it. He did them all, man. Jane Mansfield. Angie Dickinson. When she was young. When she was police girl. He did it. He's the one that turned her into police woman. She came to the White House. She was police girl. She left. She was police woman. He was cool, man. He had a great dream. She walked into Congress one day and said, I want to see a man on the moon in the next 10 years. And Congress looked at each other like, what the fuck's he been drinking? Was he drunk? A man on the fucking moon? Shit. We haven't even taught a monkey how to drive a car yet. He wants a man on the moon in 10 years? Great, well, I guess we better start that fucking space race. Yeah, but we did it. America fucking did it. 1969, we put a fucking man on the moon. We did it. We said, fuck it, let's do it. Did Russia ever go to the moon? No. It's 20 years later. They ever been to the moon? No. You know why? Because they're little space pussies. They're little space pussies. They're afraid. They jump up too high. They're oh, oh, we're off the ground in a minute. Oh. Space pussies. Yeah, some space race. Fucking jackasses. Yeah. There was never a space race. They were full of shit. You really want to impress us? Bring back our fucking flag, asshole! We were on the moon! That's right. Guys, you show us some moon rocks or kiss this. Aren't you fucking phony space race fucks? They're losers. I'm telling you, folks. They're losers. They're jealous. They're like Kurds with apartments. I'm not lying. They're not as fucked as the Kurds, but they're close. The Kurds are the most fucked people on Earth. You know that. They are, they're idiots. I've never seen two million idiots together in one place before. Usually they're spread out, one to a village, you know. Two million fucking idiots got up a morning and went, Hey, I know, why don't we cross the hill? We'll go to a place where there's no food. There's nothing to eat, no way to live. No way to take care of our children, let's go. Yeah, yeah real great fucking milk, yeah. And the world's supposed to feel sorry for you. Yeah, and yeah, they're fucking idiots. Kurds. They might as well change the name to the fucks, because they're fucked. <laughs> we were the Kurds, now we're the fucks. I wanted to feel sorry for them, I did. I wanted to have compassion on them. And then I read where eight of them have died by being hit in the head by relief boxes dropped from our planes. <laughs> That's how stupid they are. I'm not making this up. How dumb are you to stand in our box going, well, no. Could be food, could be medical supplies. Fuck it up. And Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, you fucking stupid curd. Yeah, America's new secret weapon, food. Yeah, here it is. Boom! <laughs> fucking curds. God. Not enough fucking idiots on this planet. You got too many people. Will you take care of us? I love that commercial. Won't you help the curds? Yeah, yeah, won't you blow me? Fuck you. <laughs> Not helping the Kurds. And is it me, or do the people look a little familiar? Because I could have swore we just had a war with these assholes! God damn! The fucking gall. I hate the gall of these countries that come back to us a week after the war and go, Hey, can you help us out? Our cities are all fucked up. Our highways are destroyed. Our economy shit, the people are wounded, they're out of work, yeah. Yeah, it's basically what the fuck we wanted to do then. That was our goal. That was our military objective. That's why they call it a fucking war, asshole. Wouldn't have to do that if you had pulled your troops out of Kuwait instead of setting those fucking 700 oil wells on fire and dumping oil in the ocean and poisoning the fish. So fuck you, eat your poison fish, breathe your black hair, and kiss my American ass! Yeah, yeah, that's how the curves. Kiss my ass. This is fucking awesome. Hey, since this is the second show, I'm just throwing this out there because I'm pretty fucking high right now. How many people think we should just lock the fucking doors and play until 6 in the fucking morning? Woo! I'm down. I got nowhere to go.
Definitely don't want to go get locked up again. Hey, uh, Satchel, what is it? I don't know if I showed you this in the last show, but I brought myself. Your grandma's couch! No, dude, this is my David Lee Roth jacket, dude. Oh my god. You know what? Why don't we fucking celebrate Eddie Van fucking Halen right now? One of the greatest heavy metal guitar players that ever fucking lived. I wouldn't be who I am today without Eddie Van Halen and Jack Daniels. I don't think guitar players would be who they are today without Eddie Van Halen. So why don't we celebrate by playing some fucking Van Halen music? We know that Eddie is definitely running with the fucking devil, if you know what I'm saying. You know, you look at Eddie Van Halen is running with the fucking devil, yeah, if you know God, what I'm saying. Such a great. Why don't you? Hold just, on, hold on. Take hold four. On, take four. Take four. Take four. You I'm know. So, go ahead. You do go it. Ahead, you do it. You know. No, do it. Eddie Van Halen, Halen is running with the devil right now. Lexi Fox on bass guitar.
Now that's called showbiz, motherfuckers.